This is the Mutual Audio Drama Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Hello, and welcome to Planet Retcon Radio Season 2. Returning listeners, this is the third and final act, where we're going to find out if Chuck and Quincy can get out of the current bind they're in. Considering this is the pilot episode of The Log of the Crimson Lean, I'm going to guess that they probably do, but things aren't looking too good right now. If you recall, Priella and Saltia Thrombia, the Balian passengers they picked up for a very hefty fare, have turned on them and are forcing them, at gunpoint, to fly their ship into the planet Hafnor, and we have yet to find out exactly why and what they hope to accomplish. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. This ship is not going to fly past Hafnor. It's going to fly into it. Into it? Ow! Hey! The ship is aimed at the planet, correct? Yes. Then stand. Okay. We're turning. Oh, what's going on? It must be the autopilot. It sees we're on a collision course, so it's turning. Turn it off! I can't. It comes on automatically when I go with the yoke. As an aside, Chuck, I'm, I'm starting to get a bad feeling about this run. Really? I'm still optimistic. Why in the bubble didn't you check them for weapons? Who checks an archaeologist for weapons? Newsflash, Chuck. These aren't archaeologists. Yeah, I got that. Wait a second. If you're not archaeologists, what are you? Freedom fighters! Ah, so you're terrorists. Ow! The people of Fallon have suffered the tyranny of Hefner for too long. The time to end is now. So you're going to fly a ship into the planet? No. You are going to fly the ship into the planet. And if I refuse? Then I kill you. The ship is biometrically tuned to me. Nobody can fly it but me, unless you override the controls, which will take you a lot more than ten minutes. Then I'll kill your navigator. Aim this ship back now. Chuck! Fine. <laughs> I should have known. Frickin' Ballians. You pulled one on us, didn't you? You. What? They pulled one on you. Shut up. Seriously, you did, though, didn't you? Priala, you did your Ballian thing on me, didn't you? You mean, turned on the charm? Yes. You didn't tell me Saltia was your husband on purpose. You wanted me to think you were sisters. I bet Saltia's not even his name. <laughs> of course not. Saltia's a woman's name. I knew it! So, while you were hiring us, your husband was out trying to hire a ship run by women? Divide and conquer. You played us, just like you played those inspectors. We didn't even see it coming. Just like Hafner won't see this ship coming. Okay, on that topic, that's the one thing I don't get. What do you hope to accomplish here? The destruction of Hafnor. No, seriously. What do you expect to happen? Ow! You're Aquilian. Tell me this. Imagine an asteroid ten kilometers across, traveling twenty kilometers per second, hitting a planet. Uh, Dino Killer. Dino Killer? It's just a term. It means the asteroid's capable of wiping out most life on a planet. Oh. What's a dino? I don't know. That's just what they call it. How much energy would that asteroid have? Well, with a radius of 5,000 meters, that's a volume of about 500 billion cubic meters. What's the density? 1,500 kilograms per cubic meter. So that's about 700 trillion kilograms going 20,000 meters per second. We're talking about 150 sextillion? I need scientific notation. Uh, 1.5 times 10 to the 23rd joules. Very good. And in your head? I'm Aquilian. So, how much antimatter would you need to generate that much energy in a matter-antimatter reaction? Converting mass directly to energy? Well, E equals mc squared, so 
It's about uh, a million and a half kilograms. But you only need half that. Oh, of course. Half of it will be real matter. So 750,000 kilograms. And if it was lead, what would be its volume? In cubic meters? Like 66 or so? Maybe 67? How about ship's ton containers? Two by two by two, eight cubic meters each. That's eight and a half. Assume half the space in the ton container is for the containment field. Oh, no. What? 17. You need 17 ton containers of antimatter to equal a dino killer asteroid. What? Your navigator's math is flawless. 17 ton containers, each half full of antimatter lead. I knew they were too heavy to be mining equipment. When this ship collides with half, nor the containment fields will rupture. The antimatter will come in contact with regular matter, and the resulting explosion will destroy a large chunk of the main continent. The resulting dust cloud will cover the planet, sending it into an ice age. You're insane. We're desperate. The Hafners will never listen to reason. They will not stop their single-minded crusade. Enough! Chuck, we're almost to the point of no return. Ah, uh, yes. Once we pass that, the ship will hit the planet no matter how much the autopilot tries to turn. And they can kill us. They won't need to. The antimatter bomb will do it nicely. I suggest you sit down, Mr. Quincy. Do what she says, Quince. What's the point? They don't need you. Sit down or they'll kill you. We're dead anyway! Sit down! Thank you. Put your lap belt on. Huh? Lap belt. Now. Wait, wait, what are you- Oof! What was that? I turned off the inertial dampeners while you were doing story problems. When you finally put your seatbelt on, I went into a dive. Nice! The safety systems turned the dampeners on almost instantly, though, so they could wake up any second. Oh. Quick, get his gun! Got it! Drop it! I don't think so. Got it! Surprise! He's got another gun! Quince, you killed him. He was gonna shoot you. I'll kill you! Chuck, you killed her. She was gonna shoot you. Ah! What was that? That was the point of no return. I thought the autopilot would automatically- I lied! I turned on the autopilot myself when he made me stand up. You did? Yeah, if he knew he didn't have to keep steering into the planet, he would have shot us. And the biometric stuff? Th that was a lie, too. Anybody can fly the ship. Nicely done. Yeah, we're in trouble, though. I gathered that from the alarm going off. It looks like we could make it, though. We're just going to hit atmosphere. It's enough. We hit atmosphere at this speed, it'll tear the ship apart. And the cargo containers. And boom. We kill a few billion people. Man. What? 30 metric tons. What? If we just weighed about 30 tons less, our thrust would be enough to clear the planet. Can't we just use the agrav? No, agrav just cancels gravity. Our problem is momentum. And we've only got 17 tons of cargo anyway. We need, like, twice that. Yeah, but each one of those is... Hold it. Each one of those weighs 44 tons. Wait a second. You're telling me we dump one of them? In the next 30 seconds. Damn, we don't have the time. Oh, I think we have time. What did you do? I dropped a bomb. The container in the bomb bay, yes. We're going to clear the planet by about a kilometer. Yeah, but what about the antimatter? Oh, it'll make a big boom, sure, but the planet will survive it. Yeah, but will we survive it? Considering that was it, I'd say yes. I think it's safe to assume that the Hafnar fleet will be checking that explosion out. Yeah. Okay, let's get out of here ASAP. Give me the red line to the gibber jump point. Yes, Captain. <laughs> That's pilot. You earned it. I don't want it. We're in this together. Okay, partner. Red line trajectory on your screen. You know, I never 
shot anybody before. Me either. I'm uh, not sure how I feel about that. Me neither. I mean, it's not like we killed them in cold blood. Well, that's true. They were going to kill us. Not to mention a couple billion Hafnors. Yeah. Hafnorians? Hafnorites. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Just guessing. Anyway, they were going to kill themselves, too. That's right. So we didn't kill them so much as change the way they died. That sounds like rationalization. It is. I like it. We got uh, something else to figure out, too. What? 16 tons of antimatter lead. Ooh. Yeah, can we... I don't know, can we sell it? Maybe on the black market. How much? I don't know. A lot. Maybe a hundred grand for each container? Seriously? 1.6 million. Give or take. I'll take that. The antimatter used in ships is always gaseous. So? Well, lead is solid. It won't work well as fuel. Again. So? Well, the only reason I can think of for anti-lead is as a weapon. Like we almost did. Oh. But we're not using it as a weapon. I mean, we're just selling it. True. And anybody we'd sell it to would probably just buy it from someone else anyway. True. And it is 1.6 million credits. I think you're the one rationalizing now. Oh, I am. I like it. Okay, nobody's on our tail, which is a good sign. So uh, I'm going to go down and stare at our fortune. How much are these containers worth again? A hundred thousand credits each. 1.6 mil. Yep. Maybe even two mil if we find an eager buyer. What are you going to do with your half? Buy an asteroid. Retire. Retire? We just got started. We almost died like three times. We survived three times. Eh, what do you do with your million? Pay off the crimson line. Lean. But first, I'm going to repaint her logo. Okay. Mini boosters attached. Make sure you aim it right at the sun so it doesn't go into orbit. I know. Anyway, so we'll pay off the ship, and then we don't need to take these missions anymore. We can settle down, do a nice mail run or something. <laughs> what? You wanted to come up here to get away from carrying people's mail around. This is different. How? Back on Old Path, I was walking around in a silly uniform carrying mail around an office building. Here, I'll be flying around in a spaceship carrying mail around the galaxy. The only difference is that you're in a ship. It's the only difference that matters. Okay, firing. Watch out. Go for it. There she goes. That's the last one. The last hundred thousand credits. Right into the belly of that sun. Yep. Tell me why we're doing this again. It was your idea. I know, just tell me. Because anti-lead can only be used for one thing. Blowing stuff up. And that much anti-lead can be used to blow up a lot of stuff. Okay, let's go back inside. We got uh, 10,000 credits to make before the end of next month. Yeah, we need to talk about that. 10,000 credits a month for how long? Ten years. Oh my god, you got robbed. It was the only way to get the ship. But you were robbed. Cycle the airlock already. I'm just saying, you should have come to me first. You would have said no. How do you know I'd have said no? Because the first three times I brought it up, you said no. Oh, and you assume that means I'd have said no again? Yes, as a matter of fact, I did. This has been Episode 1 of The Log of the Crimson Lean, starring Wesley Clifford as Chuck Williams and Bob Vogerl as Quincy Merriweather. In this episode, Jamie Vargo was Priola Thrombia, Jeffrey Vargo was Saltia Thrombia, and Lisa Clifford was the waitress and the ship inspector. Special thanks go out to Steve Rickyberg for doing the voice of the painter, and Barry Cullum for portraying the port control operator. And of course, extra special thanks for me, K.J. Johnson, for announcing. The Log of the Crimson Lean is a Planet Retcon radio production. And there you go. That was the pilot episode of The Log of the Crimson Lean. We've got a couple more scripts in the works, so you're going to be seeing Chuck and Quincy again in the near future. 
Thank you very much for listening to Planet Retcon Radio, and I hope you enjoyed the Log of the Crimson Lean. Because remember, if your friends like the show as much as you like the show, and you got them to listen to the show, then you win. We're here on a deserted stretch of beach on the Gulf Coast. Washed up on this and so many other beaches every year are tons and tons of seaweed. For centuries, nobody knew what to do with it all. But then, smart scientists like me... And me... ...decided to make this renewable resource into a high-octane motor fuel. And that's how Oshaline was born! When you pull in at the pump at your local Oshaline station, you'll always find three high-quality choices for your motoring needs. Regular Oshaline, the longtime favorite with everyday motorists, Oshaline with Kelpinate, the miracle additive to give you more miles per dollar, and high-octane sargasso with both Kelpinate and Celadine for a cleaner engine and better efficiency. Ask your Oshaline dealer for advice on which of the three is better for your car. When you stop at Oshaline, you go with conviction, proudly manufactured by the Full Patrol Corporation. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. <laughs>